getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot-dogging, yeah! I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. When we speak, our voices are heard, we all say, I bring it. Welcome to Mouse Mac Talk, the only internet talk show that will actually try to go beer to beer with Andre the Giant. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I am your host, Masonic Vader. With me every week, we have Mind Freak. I'm here. Let's talk about what happened over the weekend and let's, uh, let's have some fun with it. And the energy flows. Yeah, this is the producer. Don't sound so happy. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, man? Becky Lynch got punched in the nose and broke, and she still went bleeding everywhere. Suck it up, buddy. Get the That's energy because she's going. the man. That she's the man, bro. I am the man. Can't take that away from her. No one can. <laughs> and, of course, we've got the, the guru, the educated one, the one who's already stroking his beard, bearded master. Welcome, everybody, to Malice Smack Talk, where I win the picks and Vader loses them. <laughs> like your hairline. Um, all right, so we uh, we got a good show going on today. Like I mentioned uh, just not too long ago, we're going to be doing reviews of the weekend. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Bearded Master uh, throw in some of his uh, – weekend extras too he had a he had a busy weekend in all things wrestling so hopefully he'll give us some insight and if you haven't checked out some of the instagram posts he posts he's done over the weekend man that dude's seen a lot of stuff dude uh so definitely um we'll, we'll pick marty's brain this weekend and we're going to start off the cast with some news so over the last couple of what 48 hours now there's been a couple big names that have popped up on wwe's radar uh, first one who's who asked for his release and actually did obtain it uh, was Hideo Tommy. Uh, in fact, from what I understand, it gave him the uh, everyone was praising it, praising him uh, from our producer saying that there was a lot of praise going out to him today. Uh, my thoughts are pr- pure and simple here. Hideo Tommy got robbed in WWE. What a Freaking awesome talent to be wasted the way they did with him. And to not let him get any type of belt in his period of time, I understand his injury kind of kind of set things back. But he, he's a great talent. They should have held on to him. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, what, what, what's, your, what's your idea? Let's start with Bearded Master. What do you think, sir? Um, I, I'm so – up and down on this because I'm actually a fan of of Hideo Tommy or as I like to know him as Kenta. Um, I think he's an amazing talent. Like I said, you know, a couple weeks ago, I said this last week that he was a talent that was big and given the biggest hype to come to the WWE. He had the biggest hopes that of what was going to happen and occur for him, and he was on the fast track to being the biggest name and signing in years. Injuries, storylines just not utilized properly. And, and and I think that's why he granted, they asked for his return and he got it for a reason. Um, I'm, I'm bitter. I'm not, I'm upset the fact that he never got the opportunity to get to, to really shine in the B, not even on the main, ro- not even in 205, but on the main roster, that guy, he got one big main roster match against Finn Balor and it was freaking fantastic. 
and we didn't see him the rest of the time after that. Um, yep. I'm hoping that his release leads to something bigger, um, whether that's going to New Japan this time or Ring of Honor or like we've been saying, and I'm hoping AEW. The fact they've signed OEW, the fact that they hopefully signed Kushida, uh, but Young Bucks, Cody, anybody, everybody that they've signed there, uh, they're going. If he were to sign there, he was definitely going to be the spotlight of getting something great going forward. So, as the WWE mentions, we bid him adieu. We wish him the best in his future endeavors because they will be great. My freak, do you think he goes to AEW or do you think he goes back to Overliable as far as uh, going back to New Japan and just uh, all Japan? Get back to, uh, excuse me, yeah. all Japan. Excuse me. Dude, where do you think he goes? I would like to see him at AEW. If he goes back to New Japan, that'd be awesome too. Um, but really, you know, my thoughts on this, it's, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really surprised um, that he asked for his release. Um, you know, just pretty much based on everything that's happened, you know, the, like uh, Marty said, with the one big amazing match with Finn Balor, and that was pretty much it. I mean, I know injuries and stuff like that happened to him also, but I mean, you know, in the end, can't wait to see what he does next. Hell yeah, man. Like when I, I remember when they introed him at NXT, holy crap, was there just a big eruption? His intro music was solid, his video was solid. I was excited to see this guy do it, and his his matches starting off, they were incredible. I, I really enjoyed seeing what he was doing and everything, and, and that dang injury, man, because it was supposed to be him and I believe Finn Balor for the mat, uh, for the, the belt, and uh, it was going to be an awesome match, and he gets injured, and it took him so long to come back. Uh, he eventually did, especially the last, uh, last like, six months or so. He wasn't as shredded as he was before. He was bigger. He, it looks like he definitely put on some weight to uh, uh, increase, uh, you know, muscle size and stuff. I mean, he, he was definitely looked like he was getting into it. And then the storylines just sucked for him. And it was horrible, man. And so, uh, I don't know. I Freaking WWE messed up on that one. I hope they learned from it because that, he's, like, you, like Bearded Master said, he's going to go postal out in the market so um the other the other big news dean ambrose has gone out and said that when his contract comes up he is not renewing you think this is uh aew influence or do you think he's uh i i'm kind of i was a little perplexed when i saw it because they've kept them in the main storylines he's been hanging around and stuff they give him a new persona what what do you think my freak all right, it's not my freak. Let's start Bearded Master this time. Bearded Master this time. I started okay. last time. Yeah. Did you? Then my freak this time. Go Holy shit, Bader. Are you losing your mind and your memory I, or what? I, I, I drank I drank some Java it, with a little it's added that, bonus. You need it's, that, it's that mind freak wider. effect. It's that mind freak effect that's really happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called that energy from the camera on that side is really lame. Come on, get the energy up. Tell me what's going to happen to Dean Ambrose. He's going to AEW after he signs in, but it has nothing to do with AEW um, influence or anything like that. Um, just based on the storylines and stuff that he does, it just doesn't seem like, you know, the, the lunatic fringe, you know, like the 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 whole like art like the storyline of him being the moral compass of WWE it doesn't fit him he is the lunatic fringe he is the unhinged like the crazy you know you not know what he's going to do next kind of thing that's the Dean Ambrose we know and I know writing and all that stuff changes but with him with what he could do in the ring but also you know some of the stuff that I personally like because I am a Dean Ambrose fan I like them um, especially when he held the belt 
on that whole thing going, but I know he's had problems and stuff like that here and there. So I think it's just a way for him to kind of get out of it, do something new and kind of make a bigger name for himself elsewhere. Bearded. I am ecstatic about it. Um, where he's going to end up, I don't know. Does he go to AEW? I'm not sure because the guys that are running AEW and who's over there, I have never really seen his connection to them. Could he go because of the opportunities? Absolutely. Will he excel over there? I, I think so. Um, I think this could be a ring of honor uh, trying to lure him over. The fact that they've lost their biggest stars um, in the last three months – between the elites and the Bucks and Cody, um, Hangman Page, the SEU with, with Kazarian and Scorpio Sky and Christopher Daniels, um, the fact that Marty Scrolls only got a couple months left for his contract, and he better be going to AEW. Ring of Honor needs some firepower to contend with who they got. You know, Jay Lethal and, and Matt Taven can only hold that division for so long. So I think it's more maybe Ring of Honor allowing him to come back and possibly get some kind of storyline and some momentum going. Um, I think that wherever he goes, we're going to see the amazing talent that Dean Ambrose has. I'm a fan of Dean Ambrose. I think the WWE outside of the Shield has not done him justice. They continually have him doing goofy antics. Um, let him be the lunatic fringe, but yeah, it's at a cartoonish level. You know, let me bring out, let me go postal and I'm going to go and, and be the hardcore legend and get, get backing from Terry Funk and from Mick Foley. But I'm going to walk out with Mitch the plant. It, it, man, it, I, it, he reminds me of Bane right now. This is whole, like, this is like Bane from Batman Returns or whatever, dude. I don't, I, I never understood the change and the, the, uh, the coming out with the mask and everything. Uh, he was going so well without all that stuff. I get the idea that you want to put some, they want to kind of separate him as much as possible from the shield at this point. But man, I don't know. I, I wasn't getting with it. And now that now he's just straight up saying, Hey, I'm done. So uh, ultimately, as we have learned to be in the past, that means that we're probably going to, uh, that WWE is also going to probably end up losing Renee as time moves forward, which has no, been uncomfortable. I don't think, I don't think so. I don't, you don't I think, think so. I think that they're very professional. I think that Renee is held in a very high regard. Um, I think that the two of them, they can separate. And I actually think it's going to excel Renee to the fact that we are no longer going to have Corey Graves getting into with her regarding her husband. Um, I think that separates yeah. her from the situation and it lets Renee become Renee. And I hope that it helps her get to a new level rather than Dean Ambrose's wife who happens to be on commentary. Because we, you know, look at the women's Royal Rumble. We have Beth Phoenix as the as the announcer, and she's done it for multiple events. But we're not getting comments and conversation regarding Edge. So why should Renee have to get conversations and field questions about Dean Ambrose? I get the storyline, but let her be her. Yeah, no, yeah. and it, I, I, I don't know, man. Once again, WWE is kind of like uh, in a situation i guess it's like we we talked about when aed and aew announced you're already starting to see so much buzz in fact i even saw some articles uh out there talking about how there's been people that have been asked to remove their shirt or turn yeah, it inside we, out at live we, can, we can get into that too if you want to because i have a very opinionated point of view on that one and i will gladly rant off on that later Shoot, you might as well just do it now, man. Let's do it. I, I, I have a. If that is the case, 
And this is my opinion on it. If that is the case, WWE is scared because it's ridiculous, man. I don't even know how many times no. I watched when the Monday – well, hold on a second. Let me finish up. When I watched the Monday Night Wars – there was never anybody like tell, being told to take off their Ric Flair shirt or anything like that. They just did their thing. No, no, and no. Hear no. So to stop you there, Ric Flair, of course not. Ric Flair is a freaking legend. Ric Flair, AW, or NWA. Ric Flair was WWE. Ric Flair, WCW. Ric Flair is a person. Ric Flair is not an organization. We get Bullet Club stuff all the time. Why? It's an org. It's a group. It's a person. It's not an organization. We weren't seeing WCW at the WWE events. We weren't tuning into Monday Night Nitro and seeing WWE t-shirts everywhere. Why? Because they have those reasons. It's because you know they're not going to showcase the major brand. Now, if AEW, when it comes down to people wearing AEW stuff, they're doing it for one reason. They're doing it because they're trying to get attention. They're attention-seeking whores who know what the reaction they're going to get is. They know it going into it. That's why they have a WWE underneath it. But they're trying to get the attention from the organization, from videos, from going viral, whatever it might be. And at that, it's bullshit and ridiculous. If you're going to a WWE event, don't support AEW. You can support AEW, but don't showcase that. I was at the event. There was 48,000 people there. There was people near me who were wearing AEW, Bullet Club, Elite, everything, all from everything outside of WWE. But when it came down to it, when you're on the barrier where you're a prime location for TV, they are not going to showcase another brand. Simple as that. When yeah. if you're going to look at you know and the NFL, they don't care who you're supporting because it's still the NFL. Now, if you're going to come out into the middle of the arena and give an announcement and you're going to wear an XFL shirt, guess what? They're going to give you a promotion shirt to put over that because they don't want XFL being showcased at the NFL opportunity or event. This is what it is. If you're wearing an AEW shirt to sit front center in front of the camera, you're doing it for one reason, and that's for an agenda of yours to get attention. And that's bullshit and ridiculous. Get over yourself and move on. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. Wonderful. 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 Absolutely. That, that, was, that was cool. Spot on. Right. Yeah, Spot on. there you go. But I will say though, it is it, it does it does kind of show that it's already getting. I, I think it's getting on the WWE skin already though, and that's uh, be interesting what's going to happen in the next six seven months, man. It, when this it's, thing, you know, pop. it's not so much again under skin. I think that WWE. It's a marketing is, thing. They're smart enough to know that that the AEW is going to end up being competition, not at a high level, not going to cause them business. But it's another organization. If I were to show up to a WWE event and wear a Ring of Honor shirt or an Impact shirt, I would get treated the exact same way. Yeah. Would I not? Yeah. It's only and, 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 and so vice, big is because AEW is brand new. And vice yeah. versa, if you went to a Ring of Honor or New Japan or an AEW shirt wearing a WWE shirt and on the barrier. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. thing. You go to AEW and you wear a WWE shirt, I guarantee you they'll let you get by. For the reason that they're going to make it seem like they're going to play it to the words like, we'll let you wear whatever you want to wear yeah. and try to get it over. But <laughs> or, if it wasn't or, or, or the other or, way around. Hey, look, we're pulling or we're pulling WWE fans to our shows now. Exactly. Hey. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So 
Good news, Brent. We like that, man. So, yeah, please tell us your comments down below. Uh, You know, this is obviously live. If you're in there watching it right now, jump on that chat on Twitch and start telling us what you guys think. And, of course, you're watching on YouTube. Man, throw it out there, too. Um, Ultimately, we're we're wrestling fans of every every league. I am looking forward to watching AEW. I am getting excerpts of New Japan and uh, Ring of Honor and stuff, and I'm trying to keep up with the news on that and everything. So when it all comes down to it, we're fans of them all. So uh, definitely put in your uh, two cents anywhere you want to because we definitely will hear it. We will talk about it. Uh, we're all about you guys watching the show and giving us a feedback. So uh, which reminds me, thank you, Malice-Corp, for letting us do this show tonight uh, live on Twitch. Uh, it's much more fun. There's more fun going on when you're live. So uh, thank you very much for having us out of us. Go to the website. Check out some of our past casts. Check out some of the other casts that are on the show. Uh, their main cast um, is going to be Friday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the on the West Coast here. So uh, check us out. And then, of course, there's a lot of other uh, great contact as well. As well. Uh, Comics for All, Quest for 100. Have fun. It's a great site. Check it out, malice-corp.com. Uh, that's, our, that's our parent host. Thank you very much for letting us do this. So... We are on to what we were talking about. It's a review of the weekend. Uh, there was two big events over the weekend. Um, I, I'm just going to sit there and say I got my ass handed to me. So and take it like a champ. It's all right. That's what happens. It's still plenty of pay per views left in the year. It's uh, fitting that you wear you got you got you know your ass handed to you with picks, and then you show up wearing a hugger shirt after her ass was handed to her um <laughs> well done sir hey you uh, you know i play i play it to the cusp there you go buddy Ah, <laughs> uh, so, so so let's start off with nxt nxt once again they blew that place apart man that that show start to finish was awesome right at the beginning the war raiders coming out with the freaking uh vikings and their shields and stuff like that Oh man, you you could tell Triple H had his hands on that one, boy. Let me tell you, that was that was a great entrance. Uh, you had a total of five matches on there. Uh, I if I now we didn't count these matches on Royal Rumble, but at least I got a couple picks on this one. Shoot. Uh, so it started off with the tag teams. War Raiders win the championship over um, Undisputed Era. Thank I you for that one. one. So did I. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, great match. I was actually impressed. That was probably one of the best War Raider matches I've seen since they switched over uh, to NXT. Uh, your thoughts and processes on it? What you guys think? Go ahead, Marty. Go ahead, Mind Freak. Let's no, go see what ahead. Go ahead. I just had a rant, so I'm... Con- yeah, okay, okay, okay you're, good. you're good. You're <laughs> good. Um, as always, especially when I watch uh, NXT, especially with the tag team division, man, it's... Honestly, like right now, with kind of like with where uh, the tag team division is, I'm personally liking the more uh, tag teams on NXT right now. Um, the matches they're putting on are stellar. Not taking anything away from the main roster, but just uh, I'm more invested into the matches themselves. Um, Undisputed Era, like watching them. War Raiders, it was a fantastic match. The intros, as always, are amazing. But um, overall, it was a fantastic match. Fantastic. My uh, Marty, you want to throw anything in there? Or are you still, re- you know, settling? He needs, he needs another Steve Weiser. Yes. No. Um. 
Here's my thoughts on NXT this weekend. I thought there were some fantastic spots and some great matches. Um, I got my ass handed to me when it came to NXT predictions. Um, one, because I thought they were going a different route. And I, was, and I, I went along the lines of this is Royal Rumble weekend. This is WrestleMania season. We're about to see some big things happen. It's going to start NXT. Um, well, well, we're going to see some things happen from this. And nothing happened. Oh yeah, um, no. The we, fact I'm that sure we're going to bring that up again. Too. Ricochet <laughs> lost his belt, pisses me off. Um, Champa retains his belt, pisses me off. Um, Bianca Belair, who, who's deserving of a championship, and Baszler, who's deserving of being on the main roster, obviously didn't go that route. Uh, Undisputed Era lost. I'm okay with that. Uh, I think that that's a good fit. I think it's about time um, to see some kind of storyline go there rather than these three guys dominating the division the entire Four time. Four guys. Four guys. No, 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 no. But when it comes to Undisputed Era tag teams, this is three of them. I got gotcha, you. Um, gotcha. Because yeah, yeah. Adam Cole, baby, is baby. doing other stuff. And, um, and here comes rant number two. Everyone wants to talk about how NXT TakeOver is always kicking the pay-per-view main roster's ass every weekend or every time we have a weekend comparison. It's ridiculous. If you compare the top five matches from NXT to the top five matches of WWE that same weekend, it is not the same event. You cannot – it doesn't even come close to what happened. Um, You give them a three-hour show where we showcase more members of the roster, which I'm down for a longer show for NXT to get more than five matches on that card. They have a lot of talent we're not seeing. And we're, we're seeing the same performers week in and week out. Who wasn't performing on the NSC TakeOver and then we didn't see come Royal Rumble? Probably one of the most athletic talents on the roster in Velveteen Dream. But yet, yes. you have a longer event, yes. we see him. You make that a you know a four- to five-hour pay-per-view, and now you're thinking the same thing about Royal Rumble. Oh, this NXT cards are too long. Well, guess what? It's streamlined. That's why it does so well. You can't. People gotta stop looking at the same comparison product. Now this weekend, I thought it was a decent card. I'm taking away the fact that I uh, obviously lost a lot of those matches, and but they don't count. So it happened, okay. right? But I'm taking. But when you look at it, when the Gargano match happened from Ricochet, I saw some. It was Ricochet. I everyone knows I'm a big fan of Ricochet. Yep. I am a decent fan or a casual fan of Gargano. But when we see Gargano's matches, I've been saying this since TakeOver Brooklyn, we're seeing the same stuff. And if he has a good match, it has a good match. But then he goes for the fifth TakeOver in a row and pulls back the mat and DDTs him into the cement. Are we, like, why can't we see a different formula? Give us a different match. That worked the second time it happened between you and Ciampa. The third time, it was obnoxious and overdone. And now the fifth time, it's like, oh, it's the same thing happening again. So when it comes to TakeOver, yes, because we're getting a different kind of wrestling style. We're getting a different kind of storyline. We're getting more time for matches. I will give that to NXT. But the quality of matches and the progression of storylines, it's not there this time. And I will take that away from them. Overall, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, the matches were, like Marty said, some of the matches were good, but some of the same things that we've seen over and over again is just like, really? 
can, can we get something new? Can we get something fresh? Can we do something different? This is NXT. You're known for doing amazing stuff, amazing shows, but you're having some of the same spots being taken. Like, come on. Um, but overall, it was good. I enjoyed it. What are your thoughts on it? You know what? It was it was a it was a good show, and as you got as everyone who watches the show knows that I like NXT. Probably that's my favorite right now. I was kind of bummed about it this weekend. It was a good show, but it, it, there were some things like first of all, I didn't I didn't expect Ricochet to lose his belt. Um, we all talked about the fact that this would probably be the weekend where a lot of the NXT stars that have been on there for a while would probably go up and uh, be able to see them either in the Rumble or something like that. That didn't happen other than one person. I mean, I mean they, they went up there. They, there. There was a couple of them, but it wasn't it wasn't what we expected. Okay, so Johnny Gargano is champ now. Uh, he finally got his first belt. I mean, kudos to the guy because of the fact that he has been busting his ass in NXT. He's finally got his belt. Does it have to be at the cost of Ricochet? Eh, you know, War Raiders put on a good match. I've I, I've been impressed with the way they've been uh, they've been. Uh, fighting lately and and i think they earned a shot uh we've talked about the fact that undisputed air has hold on to so much gold over the last year that would be good to get a break or even possibly move them up uh because quite frankly w, uh, the main rosters tag team division still sucks um shana baszler did not expect i i mean i picked it uh only because of the fact that i i thought that's exactly what they would do but at the same time i'd much yeah I, it personally much rather have had uh uh, Bel Air win the belt and give the opportunity, but now, but thinking in hindsight, and this is something I've said since I've seen these uh, the the other two ladies on. I don't think the four horsemen women are ready to go in there yet. I'm not impressed with her backup right now. Um, their names are escaping my head right now, but the tall, uh, tall one, uh, blonde hair, Jessamyn Duke, Bacon Duke. I I don't understand. She's walking around like she's yoked, but she's. She's not yoked. I mean, she she's probably talented as all heck, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, and I'm not impressed with them yet. So that it makes sense why they keep they keep Basil with the championship right now. Uh, heavyweight championship, man. Ciampa needs to get into the big into the big show. Take his personality and get a really good heel up there. Daniel Bryan's heel, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, is going well. But it would be really nice to have a really another strong heel going on other sides i don't even care if it is smackdown uh i i'm just kind of getting worn out with champa i'd like to see someone else carry the belt now and overall the nxt there, there was no like i was expecting a new name to show up it wasn't a new name this was not a normal takeover especially because most takeovers around the big pay-per-views survivor series wrestlemania uh, SummerSlam and Royal Rumble usually debut somebody. It's it's pretty fair. It's a fair occurrence. I was hoping to see someone new, and nothing happened. I enjoyed it, but I was a little disappointed with it this weekend. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to kind of seeing where they're going to kind of move from there because you know there's names like Keith Lee didn't show up there. We got to see Matt Riddle and and Cassius Ono. It was, it was okay match, but I want to see more of these other guys that they brought up lately. Uh, lately, start getting into the the, the takeover. So, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on takeover. I'm really hoping they can kind of turn it around for the next ones. They've got the this weekend's actually the uh, uh, Worlds Collide uh, thing to do on Saturday night, uh, where they're going to be doing NXT 205 in UK. 
interested to see how they're going to play those out this weekend. You guys, are you guys going to try to catch it? Um, yeah, I got, there's a lot of going on with New Japan and Ring of Honor right now, so I'm trying to catch up with that. Yeah. As, yeah. Um, the, you know, the, then, road to, the road to G1 Supercard is heating up for both of them. Um, new beginning yeah. with New Japan, a lot of tournament stuff. Um, the one thing I like about New Japan is that they do events like five days at a time. Um, so there's a lot of wrestling going on there, especially because the outcome for both sides leads to Brooklyn um, for WrestleMania weekend at G1 Supercard. So to be honest, from my ranking right now, uh, that's kind of where my attention goes right now with those big events. Sure. Uh, all right. I mean, yeah. And, and this bearded master is, it's a pleasure to have him on the show because he definitely uh, branches out to those other, uh, other shows. And like I said, we're going to be hearing more about what's going to ha- happen this weekend, uh, which now takes us to the Royal rumble, the rumble. Here's what, here's what I want to do. I want to hear what was your favorite match the night first. Let's let's talk about that. We can we can go into all the winners and stuff, but I want to hear best match of the night for you. Uh, I'm, gonna go first. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first on this one. If you don't mind, go for it. Um, and this is probably gonna be a shocker to everybody. Didn't like the, match the outcome. I'm thinking of didn't like the outcome. Of course, yeah. most of the matches I didn't like the outcomes. <laughs> um, best match of the card, Brock. Lesnar, Finn, Balor. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, a bearded master, uh, boot to the face. You follow my Instagram. You listen to our show for the last year. You know my thoughts and opinions on Brock freaking Lesnar. You know I can't stand the guy. Uh, anything that involves him, I'm just not on board. This match with Finn Balor was freaking phenomenal. I love Roman Reigns. He's my favorite wrestler, but. This probably was the best match Brock Lesnar has had in the last three to five years. Um, the only match that came close to this one is his match against uh, AJ Styles at Survivor Series 2017. Uh, I was on board. Everybody was emotionally and bought in. Everybody was tuned into this match, whether it would be people that were watching at home that I've talked to or read online in people's Twitter feeds or being there at the events. Everybody was bought into this match. The fact that it looked like Finn Balor was actually going to win, even though I was already before the match even started, that this was probably going to happen this same route because we've already talked about it. WWE recycles storyline or, or strategies, and they did the same thing with Daniel Bryan, same thing AJ Styles. Brock Lesnar got down quick, looked like he was going to lose the match, ended up winning, but they did it differently this time. The this story that was told was fantastic. Balor looked bigger than anything ever, and it looked like a greater uh, um, competitor against an adversary against Brock Lesnar than anybody else has. And the fact that Brock Lesnar didn't come back and start beating up Finn Balor to get the win was why this match was a totally different level for me. Because Brock Lesnar got this match after a roll-up pin, he kicked out of the pin and just happened to be in that position to get him into that lock. And so it looked like it was kind of like Brock was smart and got the lock. And it also looked like Balor might have like made a mistake out of the pin and rolled over too much to fall into it. So for me, it's a totally different storyline. But between both of them, and this is where I got to give him his due, Brock Lesnar and Finn Balor put on a clinic. I, I I agree with you. It was a great match. Uh, my freak, 
what was your favorite of the night? My favorite one of the night. I have to agree with Bearded Master. No, not this time. Not this time. <laughs> what match am I going to pick now? Oh, what match am I going to pick now? Oh, how, about, uh, how about Dawson and Razor? Oh, versus... my gosh. No. I'm not even talking about that one. Um, It was Fabulous so... Moolah versus... <laughs> <laughs> um. For me, um, I think the match of the night and then with the way like it happened and like especially towards the end of it and all that say, I'm gonna say it was the women's Royal Rumble match. Okay. Well you got now you gotta back it up. Why? <laughs> good um, that. Yeah, I okay, good luck with that. More so because of the ending of it. Uh to to Beard and Master's credit, I praised him in our little pre-show earlier. He almost called the match to a t to a t so standing ovation standing ovation wonderful wonderful yes the fact that the fact that it made it look like charlotte was about to win and becky's like no i got this and then just jumped in with you know with the knee with how it was stuff like that is he being able just to pull that top rope when charlotte went for that kick and then she's tumbled over the side like, yeah, it sucks. You know, my pick obviously was Charlotte, but when it came down to the last two, I'm like, the first, the first, when it came down to just those two left, the first thing in my mind was, I was like, God, Marty. <laughs> 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 when it was those two, in the back of my head, I was just like, God, Marty, because he called it. And, yeah. But the fact that it looked like Charlotte was about to get the win, but Becky, you know, just held on with the knee and all that stuff and came in and got the W just for that. It was, it was phenomenal. Just how awesome don't, it was. And don't forget the fact we got to see Hornswoggle show up, man. <laughs> well, okay, so you mentioned Hornswoggle, and because he's attached to him, Zelina Vega is freaking amazing. The fact that she came out with her Vega costume on was uh-huh, awesome. that was cool. I, yeah, I love yeah, it. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was hilarious. And all the times where she would cut, they'd cut to her, she'd poke out, look at her, and go, oh, this is – that was so awesome. And it, it was totally unexpected. All I mean, because he was down there the entire time. The entire time. And then, yeah. let me put it this way. The place erupted when, yeah. when Swaggle poked his head out. The Hell place went yeah. nuts. It was fantastic. It, you know, that, that was my favorite part of the night, definitely. I love, I love it when you get to see these guys come back, especially when you didn't really want to see him go in the first place. You know, Hornswoggle, regardless of his career as far as a wrestler and everything, he's always been a nice mainstay, and it was always fun to see him do the things he did and everything. Sometimes yeah. it was – stale but it was nice to see him out there and to see him just come out of nowhere again uh that was awesome dude um what was your my match ma- my favorite match of the night no joke was the uh the four the fatal four-way the 205 for the championship that was a great match i was totally vested in hideo tommy winning that match i thought that was going to be the match he was going to get a belt and that he was going to showcase it because he did that entire match was awesome from start to finish probably had some of the best action in it uh they picked really it was just all, all in all the, the wrestlers were working great together 
Buddy Murphy is just a badass. I am waiting for his his due time to be to get away from two hundred five and to really start you know letting him you know letting him gain about another twenty pounds or something. And just be a beast, man. Uh, I really really like that match, and it really once again, I was pissed that Hideo Itami did not win. He should have won that match, and of course now it makes sense. Uh, as he, they probably knew that he was going to ask for his release anyway. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I think I sound like he now he asked for this post raw. So yeah. Because I, I think this was a, this was known going into Tuesday and two hundred five live. Yeah. Just sucks, man. But it was a great match. I loved it. I I I I have really like in the last. Uh, a couple years since NXT and 205 and everything, I've really gotten more vested into the holy crap, the the high flying, the I, I, the cruiserweights, if you want to call it, whatever you want to. I, I really like that. I've really gotten into it, especially because you know you're talking about the cruiserweights from back when WCW had them. They did some cool stuff. These guys are taking it to a whole new level. And, and to kind of go with what you just said, you said that you know you you know he bulks up 20 pounds or so and comes to the main roster and does me. Let's not forget. Like the dude comes in like fifteen pounds heavier than Finn Balor. Yeah, and Balor just had the best match on the card, and with with the Beast himself. Um, not saying that Buddy Murphy's going to do the same thing, but look at some of those matches that look at the match. The, take away Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns and him have had a feud for about four years now. Yeah. Uh, the 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 best matches that that Brock Lesnar has had over the last three years have been with smaller guys. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, um, Finn Balor. So you don't need you don't really need Murphy to bulk up to be a, a high you know performer. He can come now and just and compete equally with, with a lot of that main talent on the roster. Very true. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. very true. But I just, it was a great match. That was my favorite one of the night. Um, but I will, and I'm going to jump on the Marty bandwagon when it comes to the Brock Lesnar match. Uh, that was probably one of his best matches like, uh, for Brock Lesnar. Yep. Now, do I want him to keep wrestling? F no. I want him out of <laughs> wrestling. He's a he's about to have a freaking uh, match with UFC to win a belt. Why no. do you let him no, continue no. So to a couple keep things. A couple no, things. The match isn't off the table, but it hasn't been named yet. So yes, the hope that the fight between him and DC is possibly there, but it hasn't been on the card yet. So who knows when it's going to happen? His testing, his doping, and all that time period is already over. He is now, as of this month, capable to be named in a card. So that's that's where that stands. No official match has been named yet. Okay. And if you go to the next step, your first comment. I do want him to keep wrestling. Um, I, I know I keep saying shit that you know I goes back to what I've been saying and preaching for the last year, but I want him to keep wrestling until April because come <laughs> April, he's gonna lose his title to Seth freaking Rollins. And yeah. as long as he, has, I don't want Seth to win the belt from anybody else. I don't want Bro- we're probably not gonna see Brock more than two more times for until then. Um, but the fact that I want Brock to hold that title now because I want Seth to win him, beat that belt, or win the belt and beat him for two things. One, Seth deserves it. Absolutely. We've been talking oh, yeah. about here now. Seth runs that organization now because he has been day in, day out. He is the key. He is Monday match. Night Rollins. When it comes down to it, though, this is even deeper, and this hasn't been mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. If Seth <laughs> Rollins beats him for the belt, 
This will be the second time that Seth Rollins has taken the belt from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And that's amazing right there. Yes, it <laughs> is. Yes. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride this next uh three months, man. Yeah, it is. Um so so let's let's talk about the uh we could talk about the other matches, but I let's just talk about the Royal Rumbles really quick, men and women's. Um between the two, uh, we already know that Mind Freak liked the women's version, uh, uh, women. So I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to he's going to pick that one over the men's. Um, myself, I'm actually going to agree with Mind Freak. I thought the women's uh, battle royal was uh, more entertaining. The what? I, the what? I, I agree with Mind Freak. No, no, no. The what? The what match? The women's Royal Rumble. Okay, that's I what I thought you said. I want to say maybe she said Royal Rumble, not Battle Royal. No, no, I said Royal Rumble. No, you said Battle Royal. You said Battle Royal. You know what? I'm also yeah, I'm old. All right, so evolution. This isn't evolution. (laughs) But okay, Um, but what really kind of once again uh, we mentioned this at the beginning uh, of the cast is we we had aspirations that we thought, man, this is going to be KO's return. There might be another KO. It'll be Sami Zayn's. Man. That has got to be the most boring freaking uh, Royal Rumble intro. Like, there was really nothing to it other than Jeff Jarrett, which was a complete waste of a pick. I don't get it. I mean, great that he brings out the freaking stupid lighted hat. But, man, we we all know as wrestling fans, he hated that freaking character. So to have him come out as that freaking character, waste a freaking entry, and then bore us to death at the beginning of the Royal Rumble with it with this satire crap, I just I, it pissed me off. You couldn't get somebody else in there, and and on top of that, all the picks that there was ten entries we did not know about, actually eleven because Cena got pulled out until you had another spot for it. Um, they wasted it. They freaking wasted. It was all. It was all just current WWE talent and some people you haven't seen for a couple months and NXT stuff. Now I like to see the NXT guys up, but I like it a lot more when they just pull random guys out of nowhere or an intro to somebody like, holy crap, this guy is now WWE. I was really hoping to see uh, Kenny Omega because that's been the talk about it. I want to see this guy do his job. I've gone back and watched some of his videos. Man, that dude's gonna be a stud in the WWE. And so I'm looking forward to seeing when that happens. But it was absolutely boring as far as not, not the match, but just the idea that there was really nothing there. Okay. Um, so I'm going to counter that argument. Go for it. Go um, for it. I actually loved the Royal Rumble, and that's not because I was there. Um, the the <laughs> excitement around it was fantastic. Now, given Jeff Jarrett, which irritated the shit out of me, everyone knows I'm an Elias fan. I absolutely am. Um I'm just, you know, if Jeff Jarrett was coming back because they're about to announce him for the Hall of Fame and lead him that way. Oh wait, that was He's last year. Right there, yeah, they did that last year. Yeah. So why bring him back? Oh, you mean we're gonna bring back a guy who not only hated the character but hated the company to mm-hmm. come back? Yep. Why? When we have a people that are rumored and reported primed to come back. And you can give a spot to him. I'm almost at the point, as much as I love seeing Kurt Angle there, that also was a spot that could have been given to a returning superstar. Yeah. Now, this is where I go against what I just said on that. I'm happy with the talent they brought up. Not so mm-hmm. much Gargano, 
because Gargano the night before won the U.S. title or the with the, the, the champion North American, American title, North American North title American. from Ricochet. So why was he there? Because win or lose, it's not like he's gonna he's not gonna he's gonna hold a title in in NXT and then hold a t- go up for a main chance at WrestleMania. Makes no sense to me. Where when was that, Velveteen Dream? Exactly. So here's but I, I'll get to that right now too. There's other talent, not only NXT, but let me. Oh, Lars Sullivan. Okay, yep. he's having some anxiety issues. Whatever. He's a little pansy. Can't show up to WWE when you gain a paycheck. Whatever. Oh, EC3, who's been built up for a month and a half now, and doesn't show up to Royal Rumble. But he's there Monday before in a mute scene backstage with Dana Brooke. Okay, that makes sense. Whatever. Um, Valentin Dream. Valentin Dream is a star. He is going to be a a focus and a focal point of WWE main roster for years to come. Yep. Why I'm okay with him not being there is the fact that I think that you do not waste a a, a debut on someone like him. He deserves a much bigger debut at a much grander stage. Not necessarily WrestleMania, but where it's just him. When he comes into Raw or SmackDown and just cuts a promo on somebody, that's where he shines and that's where he excels. In a WWE, in the Royal Rumble, a debut like that just kind of goes off to the side. Um, but like I said, we had all the talent that we thought were going to be there. No one was. KO, both Kevin and Kevin Owens and Kenny Omega, not there, whatever. Uh, I'm disappointed, that, but I know we're going to see those. Where I'm happy that we didn't get a bunch of different randoms, it showcases the depth of talent. The fact that we had that the talent and only had two people outside of NXT that probably shouldn't have been in the Royal Rumble, given Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle, that's yeah. saying something. Because in years past, we have between five, about five, four or five people outside of NXT and WWE main roster show up, Honky Tonk Man or <laughs> Dudley or whatever it might be, just random people show up. And it was cool not seeing that because it really showed that they believe in their roster. And this is something you've been saying for months now. Quit bringing old people back for nostalgia fact. Given the Royal Rumble is also a nostalgia fact moment. But it, when you're able to showcase the talent that we had, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that fact. Um, you know, and for me, that, that for me made it great to watch that and not seeing just random people inserted into the match. Would I rather see other people besides Double J, Kurt Angle, and No Way Jose? Absolutely. But I was satisfied still. My freak. Jump on in, buddy. The water so, is fine. The water is fine. It's all calm now. I can I can say something in peace. Um, yeah, no, I like I said, my favorite match, you know, was the women's match. Nothing against it. Um, the men's match, I really did enjoy it as well. But just with the way, you know, but the way it ended a little bit with the women's, that's what was more the wow factor for me. Um, even in the men's, I knew it was going to be Seth Rollins. I mean, come on, it's Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> um, I will tell you this, um, not necessarily the like like a big wow surprise, but I was happy to see them in the match. Um, one was Pete Dunne. Yeah, yeah, the Bruiserweight, the NXT. UK champion in the Royal Rumble match. I, I thought that was pretty good. He, he did, did amazing. Really good. I think I think it was 29 minutes in. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he had a good reception to it too. Yeah. 
Um, the other one, too, which I thought was cool, was the standoff between uh, Aleister Black and uh, Drew McIntyre when he first came in the ring. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Because that's one of the cool things about the Royal Rumble is we see matchups that most of the time we never usually see, you know? But I had to bring up the dark horse of the match. The absolute worst part of the men's Royal Rumble match. Oh I'm going to disagree with you there, but go on. <laughs> you know what I want to talk about then, right? Let's yeah, hear it. Just, just say it. Why was Nia Jax in the men's Royal Rumble Why match? not? Dude, that was, <laughs> that was awesome. The, the Randy Orton spot. The, the Dolph yeah. Ziggler. The Rey Mysterio. The fact she eliminated Mustafa Ali, who is now yeah. in the elimination chamber for the championship. Dude, we haven't seen a dominant woman like that since Beth Phoenix. And even further back, a dominant woman since China. Yeah. And not so this is what my thoughts on it was two things. One, it gave Nia Jax the opportunity to showcase she's a badass. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but she's a freaking workhorse. The fact that she took a super kick, an RKO. And a six one nine in the same yes. match. Yes. Nobody else is doing that. That is fantastic. That's showing how much she's going to give the business to give a show. And, I, and I'll get into this later too because I saw Nia Jax afterwards, and I love Nia Jax. Like I've always been a fan of her, but now oh, yeah, same she's at a much higher level for me. But her being in there also took away our truth, which gives us something to happen. On Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. So I disagree with you as far as like why did it happen, but it happened because it was amazing and it was the perfect time for it to happen. So, so something you touched on earlier too, and, I, and this is something I, we talked about. Uh, you brought up some people for the last two months. We've been force fed Lars Sullivan, EC3. Um, oh gosh. Man, force fed him, and I can't even think of all the names. Uh, five people. Let's just put it to you that way. We've been force fed five people in their intro, Nikki Cross, stuff like that. We only saw two of them in, in the whole pay-per-view. One of them was right at the beginning of the women's, and uh, Lacey Evans was the number one. And let me tell you, for an int for a debut, that was a great debut for Lacey Evans. She held on for, I think, 26 minutes. She was there. She, I, my favorite part of the women's part was seeing her go one on one with Charlotte. I could see something happening there with that. Holy crap, that was awesome! Um, but we really didn't see anybody uh, of these people. They've been forced to us for the last five months, and that would have been the opportunity, like you said, with Lars Sullivan, everything. Um, but I like that women's match uh, a little bit more because I thought the uh, I thought like I said Lacey Evans starting off was awesome. Nikki Cross coming there and just being insane. Uh, they did a great job with how they cast it. And of course, uh, uh, Zelina <laughs> Zelina Vega. Uh, enough said. That was awesome. She goes in, she hides under there. It's good times. And you brought that up. One of the funny, the other funny things of the men's was Titus O'Neil. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he got to be ready. Stop. <laughs> and then who was under the ring? Who was under the ring already? That's right, Kerr Hawkins was. That's right. And then he chased him. And then, and oh then my gosh! Jeez, man. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some good parts of the match, but I, I think this this year, 
the Royal Rumble, you are right. Shows depth and talent, but man, we've got so many guys that are we're we're biting at the teeth to come back, man. We want I want to see KO again. I want to see both KOs. I want to see as much as Sami Zayn. I want to see these guys have been out for a while. I want them back in. I thought that would be the match. Um as far as the wins, let's just kind of spreckle through here on the end here. You got the tag team, SmackDown tag team champs of Miz and Shane McMahon. <laughs> is this is this WWE just trying to get another year with a McMahon with a belt? No, it's not. It's not. It's for me personally. I think this is a, a, a get that they take the belts away from the bar, which it sucks that that two years in a row they lose it to you know first Braun and Nicholas and now. <laughs> but uh, we've been how many times have we said the bar doesn't need the belts and the bar are entwined in the title match too much but that I, I'm okay with the fact they lost the belts given it was Shane and Min not winning the belts but I think this is going to progress the storyline for the Miz and Shane at Wrestlemania to go up against each other and I talked about this last week and why that works out is Shane lose whether they lose the belt to Chamber or Fastlane however it might be this sets up for for Shane to turn on the Miz, and what that does, it's it's the McMahon's giving the rub to a main talent to get them over. Now I, you know, you could say the the Miz is over. Absolutely, the Miz is over as a heel, not a babyface. If the if Shane turns on the Miz, it gets him to be that one that that over the top babyface that everyone loves. And why do we need that? Because there's a storyline that we all want. And we're going to get it, but in a different manner. We were expecting Daniel Bryan Miz, Daniel Bryan face, Miz heel. Now, we're going to go down the path of getting Daniel Bryan heel, Miz face. And I personally think that that could be an even bigger story. And that's why I'm okay with it. Oh, same here. 100%. Because how many times have we talked about this over the last, like, eight months? We want The Miz and Daniel Bryan. But as you just said, where the roles are flip-flopped, it... <laughs> and I'm a fan of The Miz, you know that. And I love The Miz as a heel. But literally, I like I didn't think of that until you just said it. And I'm just like, that makes it so much more sense. I'm like, The Miz? As a baby face? With the title? Awesome! Yes, <laughs> I can't win. Uh, uh, so we so we got that match. It did surprisingly, uh, and I, I I'm hoping you guys will agree with me on this. The Sasha Banks Ronda Rousey match was actually not a bad match. It was. I think that was, was that was, it was there it, was some, it was better than I thought it would be. And th- there was a couple times where I, I kind of had to like tweak a little bit just. Way Ronda's arm was bending, I was just like, "Ugh," you know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of had that, like, just like, "Ugh," real quick kind of feel. She has definitely have flexible arm uh, shoulders there. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good match. I was really impressed with the the way that they were able to. Uh, I think it was probably about what about fifteen, seventeen minutes or so, and they were going nonstop. And I like the the uh, the constant counters. Uh, and how Sasha Banks was able to continue, you know, putting put her in the crossfade and eventually doing the. I mean, it was just it was all back and forth, which was awesome. It was I think it was one of Rousey's more technical matches, better technical matches. 
Um, and it is, of course, as she walked out, what did, uh, what did Sasha Banks do? The four. It was the, st- it was the setup, or at least it was the plant for what we expect to see coming through. Look, look at beard. Beard's getting the, no, no, no. Well, he's that, moving that mustache. Here we go. That, Let's hear it. That four wasn't for the four horsewomen. That four was her telling her, you're a champion. I'm a four-time champion. Get over it. Um, that's what it was. Could it be a precursor? Absolutely. Could it be both? Definitely. But it it was definitely because she looked at the belt and and it was the I'm a four-time champ. I don't care. You want to respect me? Fine. That's because I'm a four-time champ. You're on your first reign. It's whatever. Given her first reign is more title time than she had in her four. <laughs> uh, but what was crazy was that. They kept panning back to Sasha as she walked away. And I don't know how it came across on TV, but everyone in that arena was begging for Sasha to go back and attack Ronda. And one, that goes to kind of what happened on Monday night. But people respect Ronda. They love Ronda. But at the same time, they don't want Ronda. And if that makes sense, I hope it does. But... Mm -hmm. Everybody that that everybody in that arena, forty eight thousand people were begging, do it, do it, do it for Sasha to run back and attack her one last time. And if that would have happened, that place would have erupted almost as much as it did for Becky winning the Rumble. Yeah, no, that, the way the TV did do it when they were showing it, yeah, I was expecting the th- same thing. I was expecting her to run back and, and charge and and do her thing, but then they showed. Children throwing up the four. To me, I get what you're saying. I, I see that as definitely four-time champ, but I do think that was the that was the foundation stone. Here's that the thing: was what, we're not we're not getting the four horsewomen versus the UFC horsewoman until at least SummerSlam. So it's there, a foundation stone. That's what it is. It it's, is, it's, but I think there. that for the WWE, it might be a little too early to start bringing that up because what we have going. With Becky and Charlotte, or Becky and Sasha, or uh, Ronda, and but it can happen because if you look at the last forty-eight hours, Ronda, with the exception of Charlotte, has had interaction with three of those four. But the reason why, I mean, you look at Sun at Sun uh, SmackDown this week, there's nowhere coming close to Becky and Charlotte being on the same page. Because that deck to the face was perfect and fantastic. Oh, and yeah. yeah if, right Charlotte, if Charlotte finds her way into that main event with, with Becky and Ronda, oh, no. there, is, there is no way that the four of them are teaming up together anytime soon. I don't think she's going to find a way. I'm hoping, yeah. that w, I'm hoping WWE's listening to us because well, right now – thing about it, though, like – there's rumors to be that that match is supposed to be a triple threat match between those three. That's the, why if I, they want the four horsewomen to happen, they need to keep Charlotte out of the main event. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's the reason why I think it's, it, it was the cornerstone because like you said, it, it just recently she said uh, Rhonda's had interactions with all three of them. Okay. Or three out of the four, excuse me. Um, they've now set it up toward his Becky versus Rhonda. So you've already got that piece there. You've got, and so the only thing they need to do then is get Baszler and the other two, Duke and, and whatnot, up there with her, Schaefer. And, and set it up. Yeah, thank you, and set it up, uh, set it up perfectly for SummerSlam, WrestleMania, either or, and more likely it would be SummerSlam because Duke and Schaefer need to get 
need to get moving. They got to start getting never know. In the ring. Hey, there's still three teams left for the uh, tag team elimination machine Oh, they Jesus. Oh, up. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. So did I miss anything? I think we covered pretty much everything. We, we didn't talk about Rusev Sh- uh, Shinsuke, but do we need to? No. <laughs> uh, I think it was a good weekend, man. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Now, Marty, you had some extracurricular activity, man. Tell us about it. So many people saw the pictures. What is the biggest pop of the night when Becky won? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, so what, to go, was, that, was, that, was that the biggest pop, though? Being oh, there, absolutely. Was, so here's the thing, and you guys saw my messages right after it happened, um, and I didn't go into further detail with that. That is that if the card had ended – after she won the Royal Rumble, everybody in attendance would have been extremely happy and satisfied with that main card. And, and to go with that, that's why I personally think that Daniel Bryan and the AJ Styles match was such a dud. Um, the, the, the emotion wasn't there. The excitement wasn't there. One, you just came off of one of the biggest Royal Rumble finishes in history. Not just for women, because obviously it's only second year, but sure. in history. I oh, heard, and you had the return of Recyclable Rowan. Yay! I, I personally don't recall a a WrestleMania, or I'm sorry, a Royal Rumble finish. And you could say John Cena. Um, that was great. For me personally, I don't hold or I don't see a a Royal Rumble finish being as big as that since since Steve Austin won it in 01. Like when Austin came back that year and then he won the Rumble so he can go on to face The Rock at WrestleMania 17. That to me, we haven't seen a finish and a, you know, a pop for a Royal Rumble winner that big since then until Becky Lynch won. Rollins got a big pop, but the last four years prior, say go further, you can go five years prior, Nakamura, Triple H. Uh, um, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Batista. Five years in a row, the Men's Royal Rumble, not very exciting. Half of the the first three of those, people booed because of who won instead of who they wanted to win because they were a year behind. This year, they were on time. And I think that's why we got such a great finish to that. Uh, But everyone that 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 arena – they, if they if that that rooftop could have been popped off with the sound, it would have. Oh yeah, you. Get, I was watching it. You could totally yeah. tell that that was the big pop by far. Um, and, and of course, we got once again. I'm gonna follow what Mind Freak said. Bearded Master called it. Yes, almost. So yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, Bearded Master. Give us a little bit of uh, we saw the pictures. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your time after the Royal Rumble. What you got to see, man? Uh, time after that, yeah, nothing happened. I just went back to my hotel room and hung hey. out. I think I think I watched some episodes of Friends. No, no, it wasn't Friends. I think it was The Office actually, and went to bed. Um, no, okay, so <laughs> fantastic <laughs> night. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and friends had, you know, Dolph Ziggler, everyone knows he's a comedian outside of WWE and does stand up. Um, I knew he was going to have some other comics there, which he did. Uh, some, you know, Sarah Tiana, someone you should check into. 
Um, I, I'm looking into her because she was freaking hilarious. Uh, Justin Roberts. So essentially his friends became Justin Roberts as the announcer and, and every, introducing everybody. Wait, you are you talking about Justin Roberts that used to do the announcer for WWE, right? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Uh, okay. All right. Roberts, who was also the commentator for All In. Uh, but Justin Roberts was there. Started off with um, – so R Ryan – um, Nemeth, who is obviously Dolph Ziggler's brother, was one of the one of the guys. But it started off uh, as a tag team um, stand-up duo, and that was Tyler Breeze and Ty Dillinger. And <laughs> I, you know what? I I'm going to come out and say it and give I I have always respected Dillinger's performance in the ring, but as a person, as a comedic, as a uh, comic, Ty Dillinger. Man, he's a Ted. That's He is hilarious. Breeze is fucking funny. Uh, it is great. Um, so not only did it, it was a Breeze, and then we had Dillinger, and then between their set, what do we have? Who do we have interrupting them with Nerf water guns? And I'm pretty sure there's she rum out of those water guns. None other than woo woo woo. You know, bro, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins showed up. Um, I got you know, they were throwing they, they had their you know, plug their, their web, their podcast. They have the major wrestling figure podcast. They have a tune in. It's actually a pretty cool show. They just talk wrestling figures, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they, they have the channel that they go and show, like when they go to visit different every town they go to, they stop at like a, a, a comic store, look at wrestling figures, and get stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, they threw off figures. I ended up walking out with the Kevin Owens and Jason Jordan wrestling figures. You know, yes. but given the spot that I got two figures from Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, like it's freaking cool. Um, and so we got them come out there. Uh, who else was there? Uh, I look at the picture. I'm pretty sure there's nobody. Else. And then uh, Ziggler's giving his set, and Ziggler is dude. The guy's hilarious. I give him props. He's definitely got a future in there. Um, Nia Jackson, they're, while they're doing Q and A after the 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 uh, the comedy, uh, comedy um, Nia Jax shows up out of nowhere, and she just says greets and say, "Hey, what's up?" And then like getting ready to leave, and like, "No, no, 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 you're coming up here." So then Nia Jax ends up on the stage, and then her and Ziggler are going back and forth, um, some you know comments, some jokes and comments, which. I'm not going to get to NSFW, uh, but it was hilarious. Like all of them are up on the stage. They're Q and A's. The comedy is hilarious. If you ever go to an event where it's like an all access weekend event or anything like that, uh, even like, even other pay-per-views, Ziggler's always posting it. You should definitely, if you have the opportunity to check out a Dolph Ziggler or friend stand-up comedy show. Um, it was a great time. We had fun. Um, and I had some friends that were also out there that, and I was also going to go to like the uh, arcade bar down the street, <clears throat> never made it that way. And I, yeah, well, I'm here, you know, interacting at the, at the show and listening to Ziggler. I have friends at the arcade bar taking pictures with Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, Jay Uso, uh, Samoa Joe, uh, somebody else showed up today. Oh, Nakamura showed up. Uh, you know, just all these guys are at this arcade bar. I'm like, damn. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm already kind of, 
you know, three sheets to the win here. So I'm probably not going to make it to another bar. Yeah. Um, but no, it's if pay-per-view event weekend like this, all access, you absolutely need to take in the events before the pay-per-view. Uh, we met up at the same place. Um, cause Bruce Pritchard, if you don't know, brother love, um, on rad, we're there doing, uh, who do their uh, podcast. We're there doing a comedy bit before the pay-per-view and, and it's awesome, dude. Got to take pictures with Brother Love, uh, which is awesome. He's a legend. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was just a great weekend. The, the environment around it, it was fantastic. This is Royal Rumble. It's a big four. I can only imagine and cannot wait for what's going around and going on WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Given that there was one downfall about access or, uh, yeah, access and Royal Rumble weekend. <clears throat> Going to Phoenix, I had an email that had timelines and who was going to be where and who's going to be doing what. Um, and for Sunday morning, it was going to be from 10 or 8 a.m. until 12 p.m. Four-hour window, all access. Here's the list of superstars. And there was one superstar on there that she was going to be from 8 to 12. Well, I was like, oh, I got plenty of time. I got home. I got in late. I got in at 4 o'clock on Phoenix. Uh, when I got in that morning. So I'm like, well, I'm going to sleep until at least 9 o'clock, get up, and then I'll go do the access all meet and greet. Wake up at 9 o'clock, look up my Instagram feed and my text messages, and there's a storyline that instead of 12 o'clock, Mandy Rose was only going to be at all access until 10 o'clock. It was 9.30. I wasn't making it to the all access by did 10 you, o'clock. Did you go all Corey Graves and – Oh, I got a text. She actually had a tea and she feels better. I, I want I wanted to like send some messages and Twitter and like, ah, oh, just says it told me till 12. What can we do to meet, meet up? And I want to do this. But oh, man. <laughs> that was a one downfall of uh, access. Karma comes around, my friend. I'm Karma sorry, bro. I'm sorry we didn't go to California Adventure for Alexa. Damn right. You're damn right. Uh, but no, other than that, fantastic oh, event. Nah, Hung out nice. with some great people that I met and ran into. Uh, it was awesome event. I, I loved it. I can't wait for WrestleMania weekend. It's going to be amazing. 60, 68 days, I think, is what they said, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, guys, man, that's the show. We, we, we I think the, we, we, we've done our course tonight. Uh, Mind Freak, where can we follow you? You follow me right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BTB Mindfreak. You can also follow me. It's over my shoulder right now at Twitter at Mindfreak MLG. And you can also follow me on Instagram at just underscore Mindfreak. Nice bearded master. You can find me at a bearded master, both Twitter and Instagram, as well as boot to the face. That's boot, the number two, the face at on Twitter. Um, Hit me up, Twitter, wrestling, pop culture, comedy, or whatever it is. You know, I'm always there to talk. Let's hit it up. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, you can follow me, Masonic Vader, on Twitter, Masonic Vader 71 on PlayStation Network. And like I always tell people, please follow us. Uh, like us. Check us out. We're on everything. We're on YouTube. We're on, obviously, Twitch. We're on Stitcher, iTunes. Man, check our stuff out. Like it. Download it. Follow it. Share it. Tell everybody about it. It would be a great help for us. Uh, we got to make sure we thank Malice Corp one more time for letting us do the cast tonight. Much appreciated. Had a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please put your comments and feedback back in here. We definitely read it and try to take it to heart and try to make this better every week. Uh, 
Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Next week we'll be jumping into just regular news and see maybe doing some follow-up with some of the uh, – and hopefully talking about some of the new guys that will be coming out or coming back. So thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful night. And, of course, how we always finish our, our shows, we like to always finish with the one, two, three. God, we got to get him a bell. <laughs> we have to get him a wrist, <laughs>